This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Emotion. What restaurant do you have an emotional connection to? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley, Hi, there's, everybody. <laughs> there's Holly. Uh, what are we, uh, Bradley, why are we talking about this? This is a great question. Thank you for asking, mm. if I don't say so myself. You're the welcome. question that we're pondering at this moment is because I, oh God, I got a text from a friend this weekend with a photograph somebody had posted to Instagram of the face, the front, uh, the storefront of a restaurant I know and love called Little Tijuana's. And there was a big for sale, there's a big for sale sign in the window. And it makes me very sad. Now, this is one of just many, many restaurants, an entire industry under assault from coronavirus mm-hmm. and the pandemic we find ourselves in. But I noticed um, uh, specifically what last week when the news came out that another sort of cult favorite restaurant uh, in Minneapolis, Moose and Sadie's, was announcing they were permanently yeah. closing. And this comes on the heels of a number of them. Egg and uh, Minneapolis favorites, I should mention, um, but not just Minneapolis, of course. Those are the ones that I'm remembering. Places like the Egg and I, and then over in St. Paul, Izzy's Ice Cream. There are these restaurants that we have an emotional connection to because of nostalgia or just the fact that we've been going there for years and years and years Mm -hmm. that really just hit hard. And for me, Little T's was like, you know, for... Some people last week, Moose and Sadie's was for them. It's just, a, I, I don't understand what the world is going to look like without the ability for me to go to Little Tijuana's and have wet chips and a, one of the best cheeseburgers in town. I mean, even and though that's... it's a Mexican restaurant, don't get me started. But anyway. <laughs> and that is, I mean, that is the thing that we're all going through on multiple levels is having to say goodbye to things that have kind of held a space in our life. Yeah. Um, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. What is the restaurant that you have an emotional connection to? And it may not be one. Maybe it's one that closed a long time ago. Maybe it's one that's not closed at all. Yeah. But what's a restaurant that you have an emotional connection to? So I think about like, I can think of a couple and one of them has been gone for a long time. But Nora's is the one that I think about. Was that the one that was like in that weird uh, at the end of uh, or was on Hennepin, right? It was on, I suppose it was technically Hennepin over by Bidet Makaska. It was this tiny little and, and, and now I don't even remember the name of the thing that's there now. 
Um, but there was an Applebee's over there. Oh, that's I'm thinking now of Burger else, Jones. Yeah, Burger Jones. Um, and it was right next to that. And it was this like ramshackle old building. Um, and they had, and this is why we loved it. So we lived over there. We had an apartment over there. My husband and I did before we were married. Living in sin. And um, we used to walk over to Nora's. We were poor and penniless. And we would go there for their happy hour. And they had a salad bar that was like nothing for the salad bar. Yeah. So we would get the salad bar for dinner because you could make a salad there. And on the salad bar, they had popovers and macaroni and cheese, Yummy. which we called calf mac because it was that kind of like buffet mac and cheese. Yep. So we'd go there, have happy hour, have a salad and calf mac and order a two for one martini. And that was our life. <laughs> we did yeah. that like it's that the, was our date night. It's those kinds of restaurants that, you know, uh, it, it, it hurts especially to see places like that um, go away because you feel like a piece of your history is gone. Right. Right. And that's part of it. And then also at Nora's, they served the famous Porky's onion rings. So if we'd had a particularly good week and we were feeling, you know, thicker than usual in the wallet. We'd order an order of those, and they were divine. And Porky's, of course, another great That's another one that, uh, classic restaurant that was just down the street from us. Yeah, that people have grieved a lot. Let's go to the phones. Amy's on the line. Hi, Amy. What's the restaurant that you have an emotional connection to? There are two, and they've both been closed for a while. But one is Filio. On, oh, yeah. Oh, God. And you know what's so crazy about Filio, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it just makes okay. me think of that, because the, play, the thing that was there... Most recently, just announced that they're closing. Nothing, Cheryl. nothing has been able to stay in that spot since Filio oh. left. I miss it. I know. <laughs> and the other one is Palomino. Oh yeah. gosh, oh. I used to love Palomino too. That was that such was our, a like, good go-to, standby. Like birthday celebration, yes. fun place. I love that place. Oh yeah, those are good. And they even tried to bring. Remember, did you try uh, Filio when it came back momentarily over at the West End? No. Yeah, it it just couldn't. It didn't. Yeah. It had to be where it was. Yeah. Well, and the thing that was so hard about that. Thank you for your call, Amy. The thing that's so hard about that is that Filio existed in that spot for so long, and then whatever has taken over. I mean, I think Fig and Pharaoh has been the most successful thing that has taken over that spot. But it was almost like nothing could. No, I mean, there were, there have been. I think I've been to every iteration of that restaurant since um, uh, Lafilio. And every time it's like, okay, well, let's let's hope. And then it. Nope. It just doesn't something. Yeah. I mean, you, you hate hate to use a word like cursed, but it just seems like whatever went in there was would have trouble. Yeah. And it's not for trying. I mean, there were some amazing people and talent that were in that space. But that's one that like, you know. Right. Just really really hits hard let's go to genie hello genie genie what is the restaurant that you have an emotional attachment to uh the original pancake house oh i used to go there but my husband and i've been married for 43 years we went there when we were first married and we took our kids and sat them on the table and now we go with our daughter and, son and sit our grandbabies on the table oh which, i just love that which one do you go to the edina one yeah you know, I did not realize for the longest time that that was because wherever I was in my life before Minneapolis, mm-hmm. we didn't have those. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that that was a chain. 
Well, they're individually owned, though. Yeah, yeah. The franchise, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm just impressed that you can get a seat there, Jeannie. I mean, it, that's everybody <laughs> loves that right. place. Yeah. My husband goes there uh, every day of the week. Okay, so he's Sunday, like a regular. He meets his buddies, so when they see us come in, they go, oh, right over here. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Jeannie. Some of the best You're bacon welcome. in town and Swedish pancakes. I was going to say, I mean, I mean, this goes without saying. You guys know me quite well to know that one of the restaurants that I have an emotional attachment to is the Carboni's in Minneapolis. Yeah. That's like our second kitchen. We are there all the time. And I will say I miss being there. Um, they are are you know they're doing gangbusters i'm hoping right now with um the neighborhood wanting to support them um but like i literally like it that is my place and i am so sad that we can't just go sit there let's go to jennifer jennifer's on the line hi jennifer hi. jennifer what's hi. the restaurant you have a, a special emotional connection to Sherman's Bakery in Uptown on Hennepin. What? Why do what? Where is <laughs> do you remember this? That? Pam Sherman. Oh no. yes, yes. Pam Sherman's Bakery. Okay, that hasn't been open for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, she locked the door, and her, <sighs> uh, and then everyone who worked there showed up to work, and she, uh, and you know, put a head note on. on the door saying, but "We're closed." <laughs> there, she had this thing. Um, so it, it there was. I don't remember the Uptown one. I remember the Forty Sixth and Nicolet Pam Sherman Bakery. I want to yes. say. Well, and, then she had one downtown to uh, where Buka is. Okay. A little tiny one. Yes. So yeah. she used to make these like pinwheel things with spinach in them. Yep. I've never been able to find it anywhere else. So Her turkey yummy. Greer sandwich That's on a baguette with butter. My friend and I, we try to replicate it. And it's just, no matter what, it's not the same as being 16, having coffee, smoking cigarettes. And getting on a bus for two dollars and ten cents. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for your call, My, Jennifer. The equivalent for me um, for that kind of a place is, I mean, oh my god, like literally the best breakfast in the city of Minneapolis. And I know you would agree, um, Sunny Side Up. Yes, and it's where I wh- still am. Yeah. What's the place that is not there anymore, but it was in, in the Sunny Side Up location. Um, it's on Lindale. Yep, in like the uptown the area. The best sausage and gravy. Um, I like the breakfast. I cannot even begin to tell you how amazing their breakfasts were. Yeah, we we used to love that place. Every time my brother would come into town, we'd go there. What is the name of the place that then went in there? Because you and I went there with Jamie and Matt. That's right. Remember? Yes. Uh, it's a, one of the, it was a fancy. Yeah, it's hey, closed it Hey now. Day, though? Yeah. Hey, hey, day. Day. hey Day, that's yeah. what it was. Hey okay. Day's closed. Yeah, that's true. See, yeah. I mean. But okay. this was like the epitome of Greasy Spoon. Oh, so God. good. So good. Who doesn't love a good Greasy Spoon? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Quarantines of the Rich and Famous. How is Kelly Ripa doing oh, her. on her rich and famous quarantine mm-hmm. after this on My Talk 1071? Well, we've been following some of the celebrities to see how they're spending their quarantine on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we would like to do a little quarantine of the rich and famous. Sprawling living rooms, drain kitchens, perfectly placed props like acoustic guitars, and books they'll never ever read. This is Quarantine Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Ah, what's Kelly Rip up to? 
Not checking out what's going on in New York, I'll tell you that for free. Okay. Why? Because she's in the Caribbean. But we knew this, didn't we? We learned this, I think, on Friday. Yeah, so was there a blind item, too, about this? I don't think so. Okay. Yes, there was. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, that's what I I'm thought. I'm here for you on this. Oh, yeah. pew, pew. Yes, the blind item was something like uh, the following. Can you hit that music? Blinded by the item. Uh, once again, another stranded story, which has no basis in reality. Much like the now divorcing reality show star, this daytime host was also, quote, Stranded. Exactly. So this came following the news um, that Kelly Ripa had been broadcasting the entire time uh, since, uh, you know, the stay at home orders went into effect from the Caribbean. But we didn't have any details. Well, now we got details. I know where she's living. Okay. I know where she's broadcasting from. We know where you are, Kelly. And we cannot go there. Because it literally is an island for the rich and famous. It is only accessible, I think, by prop plane. It's an island called, I've never heard of this, Mustique. Okay, can we pause for a moment? Yeah. The fact that there is an island that you've never heard of. In the Caribbean? In the Caribbean (laughs) is the first signal that saw me right. Because I've got, you know, my, uh, like I got my punch card for the islands of the (laughs) Caribbean. Caribbean island punch card. What do you get for free when you get through all of them? Um, well, I, I don't know because I haven't done it yet, but anyway, Mustique, that's a thing. And it's in, I think it's in the St. Vincent and Grenadines, which I do know is a group of islands. I've had Grenadine in a drink before. <laughs> it's very good. It's is like it cherry. next to the Shirley Temple Island? <laughs> yes, it's next to, it's actually, it does claim to have Macaroni Beach. I don't know if that's. Are you serious? And Gingerbread Beach. Yeah. And um, all sorts of fabulous places. Fort Shandy, which is very citrusy. Um, anyway, no, there's this, uh, I was going to say Dumb Island. I'm sure it's amazing. It's just dumb because I'm not on it. Right. But so the story that we know now about Kelly Ripa is thus. And this comes from page six. Now, remember, when we learned she was broadcasting from the Caribbean last week, we speculated that perhaps she was dropping this story because the news was going to get out. Well, now it's clear that they're just like letting it all out since the cat is out of the bag. Mm. Um, Page six is telling us because it says page six is told, which means that she called page six are calling page six. Uh Page six is told Monday's episode was pre-taped last week when Seacrest because the whole premise of this story in page six was that her husband um, filled in. And that's when they said, um, I don't know if they said anything about it on the show, but they said that he filled in again for Ryan from Swanky Mustique. And uh, like I said, they're just kind of letting their cat, they're letting the cat out of the bag. Um, Doobie-doo, do-do-do, the family, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, the takeaway is they're still pushing the following line. And the source in the story says the following about how um, they ended up on this fabulous Caribbean Isle, and then we can talk about what this Caribbean Isle is like. Quote, um, so Ripa and her family were on a spring break vacation when they were told to shelter in place and decided to stay put. As Ripa told ABC staff during a town hall meeting, quote, we had planned a trip for our family and it was supposed to be our entire family, of course. And we arrived three days later and the entire world changed. Really, I mean, everything shut down. The government shut down, our country shut down. I hate to use the word stuck, but we were. 
She was stuck. Y'all. In paradise. Now we're going to get stuck anywhere. Listen to this, though. This is this is rich. Quote. It's a source tells page six. It seems like paradise, but nobody's allowed on the island now. And it's pretty isolated. Like everyone, Kelly wants to see her parents. What seemed like a nice idea in the beginning is not that great. Okay. okay. Not I that great. Old. Would you I like to talk old. about not that great? Okay, I am going to be a person right now who's going to say a thing. Ooh, say it. Well, here's what I'm going to say is like I I get it. Like I I think from where we sit we're like, "What? How could you ever feel stranded Are there?" Are you defending Kelly no, but Ripa? Just hear me for a second. Just hear me for a second. When all of this started, everybody really did think we're just going to shelter in place for like 2 weeks. And then we'll be able to like go out about our lives. And it's been a long, it's been like a couple months. Okay. But do you know they have airplanes? I mean, I will say. We talked about this with Kristen Cavallari. You're right. They were able to get back home easy peasy for a rich and privileged group of people. You can't tell me that they couldn't have gone home. Now, that is not to say I am judging their choices, but do not try to sell me on the idea that you... What I'm saying is, at the end of this story, they're like, don't think it's all that bad. Based on all of the stuff that every single other person in the city of New York has gone through, Yeah, they don't have anything bad no, to right. think about. You are correct. I am, by the way, Don't now get me started! At, now I'm looking at Villas and Mustique. Yeah. Oof, that was she a, made a big that was Mustique. A mustique. <laughs> All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots, after this on My Talk 1071. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. I'll put in the shit. Florida. Like Oklahoma. Oh, where the wind goes sweeping across the plain. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Jerry Brown goes sweeping across the banks. Oh, and I'm the governor of California? No. <laughs> no, this guy is a captain with the fire department in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he knocked over two banks. That means robbed. He robbed two banks back in March, okay? But here's... Where he made it. Rob Two Banks. Wait, wasn't he like a game show host? <laughs> you mean Bob Eubanks? <laughs> Cute. He robbed yeah. Two That's Banks. That's all I got really out of <laughs> Rob Two Banks. Nobody? Okay, it fine. The important part is that you try. Yes, <laughs> it really was a good try. Uh, in any case, back in March, he robbed a bank in Skyatook, Oklahoma. He was wearing a mask and not because of COVID-19, because he was trying to rob a bank. But here's uh, why he was so easy to identify. Okay. It was his own bank. What? Meaning this is the bank that he banked at. And so when he walked in with a mask, um, the people who were working there were like, yeah, nice try. We know you. Because he had a muscular build and a very identifiable walk. So I think that the message here to the crazy, stupid idiot is don't try to rob the bank that you frequent. Also, 
why would you do that in person when you work at the bank? Right. I mean, I, I'm just going oh, no, with he crazy. Work, no, it's not. He doesn't work there. Oh, That's no. Just his I know. Bank. It's just oh, because his... I was going to say, yeah. honey, honey, you could do better. Yeah. But I mean, even so, right? Like, I know my branch that I go to all the time. Yeah, and they recognize They you. would know me if I walked in. They'd be like, oh, yeah, that's that Lindstrom lady, right? Or at the very least, they're like, I think I've seen that lady before. Run the security footage. Exactly. Security. Uh, Jerry Brown then went, uh, he had robbed another bank. In his robberies, between the two robberies, he stole almost $320,000. He has been arrested and he uh, has, and by the way, is no longer now with the Tulsa Fire Department where he has been since 2002. He's now been put on leave. I just think it's so weird that anybody robs banks. Right? Right? Like, of the crimes available to me that I would find, you know, like if I were to sit down and go, okay, I need to, I need to crime. What kind of crimes am I, I, I going to do? I got some crime and I need to do. Like, if I need to come into some cold, hard cash quickly, I don't feel like robbing the bank is going to be my go-to. Right? Right. Now, I realize there's a flaw with that thinking. I'm not a criminal. Right. However. It's just a thought. Okay. So the however was a dot, dot, dot. That was a rhetorical okay. dot. <laughs> just checking. Um, hey, you know what I forgot? I forgot about, I wasn't able Pants? to quickly identify the feeling I was having a little bit earlier, but now I'm having it again. So I'm wondering if you're having a feeling too, Bradley, before we hear from your crazy, stupid yeah. idiot. Is that a generous feeling that you're having? I do, right down there. I, Look at that. Okay, well, I don't need to know where you're having the generous feeling, <laughs> but I do know we're having a generous feeling, and that means that we'd like to give something away. Yeah. But we should probably tell people what we're giving away before they start calling. What are we giving away, Holly? (laughs) Yeah, we're giving away. Although I think people don't always care. No, but you should. Yeah, this one you should care about. You should care because it's very specific. We're giving away four Coffee with Cobra Zoom codes. This is our weekly event where Colleen, Bradley, and myself hang out on Zoom. And you can basically ask us anything. We might not answer. No, we probably will, though. Yeah, you're right. We probably yeah. will. So 651-641-1071. The first four callers are going to win those Zoom codes. Thank you. Okay, Bradley, do you have a dumb person doing a dumb thing? I a crazy, do. stupid idiot? Pew, 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 pew. Who is it? She's a crazy, stupid COVID idiot, kids. Oh, this is like a whole new category that it, we didn't realize we were going to be having so many of. Uh, and we need to go to Publix. Hmm. Food and pharmacy, which means we're going also, to don't ever say it like that ever again. Why? <laughs> Just say it in your head and then move on. Okay. Publix. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, which means we're going to Florida because yes. everybody know Publix is in Florida. Sadly. I didn't ever put those dots together. We used to have so much fun saying Publix. (laughs) I also wish that you guys could see Colleen's face to indicate to me what I should be thinking of when I say those, that word. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I want to tell you about a woman. Her name is Sharon, Sharon Turpin. Uh, She is 58 years young. 
She caused a disturbance inside and outside the suburban Tampa Publix. And, uh, well, it's uh, that's not necessarily unusual. Disturbances, big deal, right? But this is a crazy, stupid COVID idiot. So it means during oh, the COVID-19 uh... pandemic, she did something particularly heinous. Do you want to guess? I mean, I'm sure she like licked something. Well, or spit on emphasis something. Emphasis on the pubic, or the oh, licks geez. anyway, okay. part of the pub publix. I'll stop. Sharon, back it up. Sharon Turpin <laughs> caused a disturbance by, well, doing the following spitting and licking merchandise grocery items in the store she also threatened to beat up customers in a store bathroom and argued with a manager now um you might ask yourself why on earth did sharon turpin lick spit yell and get heinous at the public why on earth did sharon turpin lick spit (laughs) And otherwise get, get heinous. heinous at the Publix. That's a great question, which Thank you. I don't have any answers for because she didn't have any answers. Oh, In fact, when police located Turpin outside the Publix, she allegedly provided them with a false name and date mm-hmm. of birth. However, she was subsequently identified because technology. And uh, I guess has previously been arrested for trespassing at the Largo Mall mm. in 2014. She did also want to beat up customers. Oh, she was geez. really she just was having a rough day. I just feel like in this moment, this is why I don't want to go outside in public, right? Because you're going in public, <laughs> in public <in> particular. <laughs> I got to tell my mom about Sharon because yeah, no my kidding. mom does go to Publix occasionally. Because <sighs> that's their um, that's kind of like the cub. The Publix is yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, for our next and last crazy, stupid, idiot story, we are going to Daytona Beach. This happened on Friday. Um, There was a guy by the name of Timothy Munford. He's 25, and uh, he was wanted. uh, I don't remember why he was wanted, but it doesn't matter. He was wanted for some stuff, and they were trying to keep an eye on him. The authorities were. And so... Of course, when he started streaming on Facebook Live, the authorities were very interested. He was using his own Facebook Live uh, to stream at the Southside Jet Ski, where he was renting a watercraft and was about to get on it. And he was trying to show people about his fun weekend on that watercraft. But what he ended up doing was live streaming his own arrest. Oh. Yeah. Um. Because he gave everybody his coordinates on his live stream. He was like, I'm over here at the Southside Jet Ski at 3226 Riverview Lane. Oh, no. About to get myself a watercraft. And he was literally about to get on the watercraft he had just rented when the police showed up. The police showed up. And uh, that was the end of that. They did search his vehicle. They found uh, a bunch of stuff like a handgun. And a magazine, and I don't mean like a dirty magazine. Oh, I was going mean, to say, like, oh, he read people? No, I mean like the gun kind. Oh. Uh, they also find found a bag of powder, which tested presumptive positive for fentanyl, okay. uh, two bags of marijuana, and okay. an undisclosed amount of money. Uh, yeah. So, 
you can watch that on Facebook Live. If you'd like, if you uh, in future uh, yeah. advice for crazy, stupid idiots, mm-hmm. don't broadcast yourself uh, when you're a wanted individual. Good call. Thank you. Yeah. In an identifiable location. I'm just is. saying when you're trying to rent your watercraft f- to enjoy the holiday weekend. Yeah. Something tells me you're going to have some different living arrangements for this little vacation. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show at 245 every day, we play a little game. That game is called the Throwback Live. Live. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.